Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Moxon, and I have with me, he's the king of the casters. He is Mr. Brett Podcast. And Mr. Brett Podcast, we have a, a very, very talented guest on with us today. I'm really looking forward to talking to this gentleman. Why don't you do the world a favor and introduce him? That's right. Well, I mean, I've said it many times before, and I'll say it many, many, many more times on this show. We love great music, and this this gentleman makes a lot of great music. He is a singer. He is a songwriter. He is Will Daly. Will, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me and a uh, lovely introduction. <laughs> well, like I say, I mean, we're we're big fans of the music, and uh, and and even I can see in your room all the all the fun musical instruments that you've got going on there, but. That's right. uh, you know the main reason that uh, that we're here to talk actually is the the ten dollar song tour. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty interesting concept you've got going on there. I know, and it's it's I'm grateful just to be here to be able to talk about it because it is um, different, and uh, I don't have anything to base it off of. So I'm I'm often explaining it. I mean, we just said a ten dollar song tour. What the hell does that mean, right? And uh, it's essentially that I'm on the road right now through the end of uh, May on a spring tour. A lot of northeast states, Midwest states, and I just have an exclusive song with me. I mean, that's the quick answer. I have an exclusive song on this tour. I'm not playing it live though. <laughs> it's on it's on my merch table on something called a disc man which uh, holds compact laser discs, which are these tiny circles. Uh, I think I think the technology was delivered by aliens. Uh, I'm not, I, I have no exact proof, but it, it's a laser reads this circle uh, in this little compartment called a compact disc player. And I put this new song that I have in there, and it's only there. It's not online. It's not on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. I'm not playing it live. It's just in the disc, man, at my shows on tour on the merch table. And anyone can come and listen to it one time, two times, you know, if they want to sit there and listen to it twice in a row. But I call it the $10 song concept because, I mean, I'll play it for someone for free. You know, someone throws a dollar at it, uh, whatnot. It's just whatever amount of money would make you say, okay. I'm going to put these headphones on at this club tonight, go over in the corner and listen to this song once, only once in your life. What amount of money would make a behavior that would ignore your phone, your friends, and any distraction that your mind or body might have to just listen to this song? And that's, that's the concept essentially. And I, I'm, I'm learning more about it even as I do it. So thank you guys for having me on to explain it. <laughs> How many times has it been listened to so far? Because I saw one of your Facebook posts said uh, two times tonight. <laughs> right. I, in some nights, I mean, I've learned a lot so far. I mean, some nights I have the, so there's also, it, there's the disc man and the headphones and a little explanation and people sometimes are Venmoing or throwing cash down. Some people are paying $20. It's really fascinating. And then there's this journal, and I have the journal here with me. Uh, I'm still de designing the journal. The title of the song is called Cover of Clouds. And uh, if I look through the journal, I haven't really read anything, but the journal has the lyrics and the and the artwork, a, p a painting that Joni Mitchell painted 
uh, that the song is kind of inspired from the, the work of art that she did, uh, a self-portrait of herself. And and then and then you turn the page, and anyone can write anything after they they've listened. And I don't know. There's about ten pages filled out with maybe about five five people per page. I haven't read anything. I just some something about me doesn't want to read any of them right now. <laughs> and uh, so some nights it's like just weird and crazy or the club's a dive or the club's like really exquisite it depends on how many people can listen, how, how much real estate the merch table has. Uh, I was playing in New Haven, Connecticut and it, and it was this like wonderful divey bar vibe, great sound, great spot. But the merch table was like a thumbnail. And I saw the first person go up to the table, scan the code and listen. And then they just passed the headphones around. <laughs> <laughs> and the bed was just, and I was like, and I'm not going to police that. Like, I want this to be an organic experience because, it, you know, the source of all this is that we're in the tyranny of content. There's so much information hitting our eyes and thumbs and brains at all times. And, and I had to start, stop and think, what is my job? Is it, is it to throw my, my work into that abyss? And say, please click on it. Please help this trend. Please follow this. Please share this. Is that my job? Or is my job to have a human experience with music at all times? And so often, and not just now because of digitization and streaming and, and TikTok and all that, but artists get caught in the constructs the business will make for it. And we, we allow our creativity to stop when we're done mastering the product. When we're done with the mix and the thing's been pressed, we're like, okay, I guess it's out of my hands now. And I just wanted to say no to that and see what would happen and try to instill the truth of what my, my role is, what this job is as an artist. You know, it's not just a selfish, selfish pursuit. It's an, it's an integral part of being human. And so what's happening is, in real time, often in front of me, I had a great gig in, in Philly and it was a great gig and it was a great gig with this song where people came early to listen to it. People came, I was opening for the verb pipe and people came out right after my set and listened to it. And then people listened afterwards. And I had many reactions. One was someone saying, I, I'm just so mad that I can't listen to it again. <laughs> you know? And another uh, person said, I don't think I've been listening to music for the past five to 10 years now after hearing that. Not because your song's uh, better than anything I've heard. It's just because you did remove all the habits that are unhealthy. I, I didn't once ask, what's the genre? What's this influence? What is this reminding me of? I didn't once think of my phone. I didn't want to think of where I was. I was just listening. And I feel like when I heard that, I had her, I said, can you repeat that on camera? Because <laughs> <laughs> I needed to remember, but I felt like I felt connected to my original source of inspiration with this song. And, and I felt like, I felt like the song was then done. Like, like oh you get a mixed song back and and you're done but that i think if 
when most artists, if you if you dig into what they're saying about a recorded product, they're like, well, it's we we kind of stopped working on it usually, you know, like look at Jimmy Page and Zeppelin. He he kept he keeps tweaking things or George Lucas and Star Wars. You're never really done. But in a way, once she said that, I felt more complete and more connected. Uh, and then some people are coming up and be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as as it should be, we shouldn't be making art to be liked by everybody. You want to make art to be liked by the connect with the right people because you connect with some truth in yourself. And for me, this song is about, you know, being being so blissfully comfortable in the shadow of gods like Joni Mitchell, who was so exquisite that she, she painted her own self-portrait, this stunning picture, which is actually, you know, it's right behind me. It's been on my wall since I've, you know, it's bestowed upon me as a child from someone else. Said this is really good stuff and um so i'm just i'm just trying to take care of my job <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's the thing isn't it right i mean i feel like we've come so far from those early days of you know taking a piece of vinyl putting it on and listening with the great speakers or the headphones or whatever and where you'd listen to a whole album right you know, and now we're in this period where, where like, yeah, sure, the headphones are still there and the music sounds great, but, but I mean, it's just like, oh, I'm going to choose this song, I'm going to choose this song, I'm going to choose this song, and we're going to mass them all together. And it right. feels like for you, you kind of want, you want people to experience music the way that, the way that it used to be experienced in that way, and kind of bring back, you know, the actual experience of music. Absolutely. I mean, there's something wonderful about like you you would get an album and because you threw down your ten to twenty dollars on it, you'd be like, Well, I, I gotta listen to this whole thing at least four times to to understand it. You're you're also uh you know, covering your own your own ass with the money you put on it. <laughs> you know, so you yes. but but in doing that, on the fourth listen of a song you might have thrown away on a quick thing with your thumb, you you say, wait a second. You you dug a little deeper. You spend a little bit more time with it, and you 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 pulled back another layer. But it you know can also be argued. I'm not saying I'm not saying like, hey, I want to go back to the way it was in 1960, 70, 80, 90, or or aughts. I'm saying John Philip Sousa, the composer in 1910, wrote, "The gramophone is going to ruin music." You know, this is it's an age old thing to say. Whatever the new technology is that's bringing music to us is a, is problematic because it's going to ruin the way we listen to it. Um, and, and there's something to be said. He said, look, look, the gramophone is going to ruin the piano in the family home where everyone gathers and sings together. That, that was his argument then. And it, we're going to lose language of people learning how to read music and understand music and have appreciation because it's happening right in front of them and they're seeing it being manifested. Uh, so we could say that the the album ruined music too, you know, depending if we were alive in the 1800s and saw that, <laughs> that coming in and, uh, and, or, or Kings and Queens cutting the check for certain composers, uh, when instead of, uh, the pubs, you know, 200 years ago being the place where songs were collected and, and voices were heard and stories were told and, uh, community connection happened. So, so in effect, I, I'm trying to remember that how important it is also that look we've been around for a long time and there's so many new things that seem so scary right now there's it's been 
it's been a tricky time to survive all this. And the, the, the true things that we have had as a humanity are food, you know, uh, gathering, fire, sex, music, <laughs> on art, and in, in, in painting on the wall, painting on the canvas, painting on our bodies. And, you know, at, at some point, somebody was carving up a woolly mammoth that they kept to feed the whole community. And one guy was just like banging some sticks on a rock. And the other guy turned around and said, you know what? That's a really good beat. <laughs> you know, and what are you going to do with that? <laughs> and and uh, these are the things that have been with us forever. And these new things come in, in, in whether it be TikTok or it's going to be AI or it's going to be Facebook or MySpace or compact laser discs or vinyl records or tape cassettes. They kind of just tweak what is intrinsic in just being in live, alive and belongs to all of us. And, and, and kind of for a second can steal us away um, from each other. So in, our, in ourselves and actually listening. So I'm trying to be responsible to all of it and not just the things that you're right. Like I love that about albums and I love that habit that I had when I buy things. And that's why I still buy vinyl and people are like you buy vinyl for the sound. I'm like, no, I buy it for the ritual, mm -hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, and that's the thing, right? I mean, everybody has their own ritual. I mean, I mean, Martin and I are older, so we definitely have that, that type of ritual, but somebody who's, who's, you know, like 15 years old right now has a totally different kind of ritual and, uh, and, but needs to be able to explore music and find it themselves. And I think that's the, that's the thing. Like, and it's like you talk about is being able to find music and how do you find the music that you like nowadays? Yeah. Because, because yeah. there's just because so much. There's, there's so much where it's, it's saturation. It's like a, it's a tyranny of content right now for all our minds and souls in this song, really in the lyrics, which I'll send you guys, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't break the ritual of this, of this, project right and play it for you but um uh i'm happy to send the lyrics because it's about being a kid listening to metal and grunge and somebody an adult saying take this record and check it out this record is close to my heart and then showing me and then sending spending time with me showing me a song on it and how she tuned the guitar and how to play that part before i could even play a c chord and how sharing that passion for listening and, and ritual instills in you uh, a practice that uh, when, when atrophy hits, you know, when atrophy of all that content is hitting you, it's oh, it's so simple under my thumb right now. Um, the habit of of sharing art with each other is important, and, and that's what kind of what the song is about. It's not just about Johnny Mitchell; it's about the person who gave me the record as well, and how. Um, it's it's presence in my life can grounds me um which really speaks to to why i'm doing it this way as well because i want to create that infrastructure as well when people are listening to it it's interesting because you talk about ai and you know a lot of people are worried about ai now and it has the ability to take two the sounds of two musicians and put them together and recreate their sound but mm -hmm. Music isn't about recreating a sound. Music is about 
recreating a the humanity and artistic integrity that that connects to the soul. And so I don't think that this worry about AI, I'm not as worried about it personally for that reason. What's your opinion kind of on the the uh, AI and uh, its ability to replace musicians? I think that's perfectly said. I think we might be surprised at how AI might actually just enhance the human experience by returning us to things that can't be replaced, like live music, you know, um, like authenticity, like the poets. You know, the AI won't really be able to um, be a great poet in the or a great musician because our errors and our things that seem incorrect are what make us so interesting. You know, so much of our scientific discovery was by accident. So much of, uh, you know, you listen, you go back and listen to Zeppelin now, if you take a long break from Zeppelin and go back and listen after listening to a lot of modern music that is really to the grid and to the computer, and you hear like, oh, right, that, that transition on Black Dog is really kind of clunky. And then you listen again like, oh, that's what makes it so awesome that it's so in the room that I hear all those distinct personalities together. And that's why the, the Beatles endure so much because you hear distinct human personalities, imperfect as singular people, wonderful and transcendent together. Um, you know, I think AI could return us to like the aspect of being more closer to the land, closer to teaching, closer to being there for each other as uh, providers of wisdom to each other or or therapy. Um, these things we really belong doing more than we belong on the factory line, more than we belong trying to uh, uh, be a cog in a machine. We belong together providing support to one another. So I'm, I'm 100% with you. Like It won't be able to do that thing and provide that real energy it'll be interesting only as much as like you just said like oh combine them cool that's funny haha ha. done it did nothing here in my heart and um and and maybe in the long run provide more time for actual learning like yeah we don't really need to do the term paper as long what we really need is access to information and other voices and other minds and other opinions and other experiences and that might free up education to reinvigorate itself, free up art and the artistic experience to reinvigorate itself and agriculture to be of something that, wow, we have more time to connect with the land now because we're not trying to be this cog. So I'm hopeful that AI freezes up and to, to reconnect with our humanity more than it takes it from us. It's interesting because so many people nowadays are afraid of other people's opinions or offended by other people's opinions. Maybe music is the way that we can make it so that you can listen to other people's opinions in a way that doesn't offend you and actually lets you listen to their opinion and form a new opinion or, you know, or simply understand their opinion, even if you don't agree with it. Maybe music is the way to do that, because that to me seems to be one of the greatest, you know, challenges society has right now. 100%. I mean, just look at the, you know, I'm. People are still shocked when they find out what Rage Against Machine lyrics are about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or they're like, they'll be like, I've been a Pearl Jam fan all my life. I had no idea that they were for this or against this or, 
or that's what that song was about. But the song's in your heart now. You know, the song's part of your being, and you're going to have to contend once you find out what it's about with that perspective. And that's very healthy. Uh, I, I always think music is the canary in the coal mine. And you even look at the history of, of our digital experience. It happened to music first with Napster, you know, and it, it, it's fully adjusted, but for a long time, and I'm kind of like an avalanche artist. Like I got to that mountain of the industry. The beginning of my career was when the avalanche was starting of it falling apart because of digitization before it could kind of figure itself out in the way that it has now. But uh, I do think it warned the film and in, in TV production industry. And that's why it didn't really waver and has had this explosion of of content and, and, and great art, you know, um, because music was there first to, to as this uh, warning signal of, of what's coming in our culture and society and the changes, which are, changes are going to be ceaseless. Uh, and they always have been and they always will be. It's, it's, it, I think because I'm experiencing it, that it's been a lot and it has, I mean, in my life, you know, planes flew into buildings. And since then it just felt like it hasn't stopped being kind of insane. But then I asked somebody else to say, well, what was it like for you? Well, our president was assassinated. Then the greatest civil rights leader was assassinated. Then the president, that brother, the president was, you know, that, and then a president was removed from office and like, and there was a war going on that made no sense. And the, that's, that seemed just as crazy, you know? Um, uh, so we always have a lot to answer for in our, in our lives. And that's why I'm, look, it's, it's a, it's a gnarly business to be in. But I'm dedicated to the process. Sometimes I wish I could make the song stop coming <laughs> <laughs> and take a break and like and um and just kind of drown myself in distraction. But I get to go around and see the world this way with music and and, and everything makes more sense when I when I do. And this project especially is I think me answering everything that i've learned from what is the most value in all of this and it's not a spin count a follower count not how much money you make or how many records you sell because i've i have friends who've made it to the top of the top and i've played with so many people who've shared so much wisdom and experience with me and it only comes down to process it only comes down to making the art sharing the art and everything else is confusing and a distraction interesting i often say that i i find the most important things in the world to me are are family then friends then art in any form any yeah. form whatsoever you know because it's it's what gives us our humanity but how do you take the lessons for what you are learning in this tour and this concept and use it in the future that's a great question and and i'll i'll probably want to answer it more fully at the you know end of may but i i am learning to trust and have more faith in my own decision making because 
when I told everyone I work with, hey, I'm not going to release this song. I'm going <laughs> to put it on a on a disc player on my merch table and maybe three to 15 people a night can hear it. And they're going to fill out this book. Everyone's like, okay, um, <laughs> sure. You've lost your mind and, uh, and all that. Not in a nice way, you know, but they're like, okay, but what are you really going to do after this? I'm like, no, this is the most important thing right now. And this is the most important story to tell. And I want to go out and, and talk to many people about it. I'm like, okay, but we need to send the song around. I'm like, no, you can't send the song around either. I'm like, and I don't think people need to hear another song right now unless they choose to get there and be there and be present. So I, I shook everyone's faith in me a little bit. But as this is going, and as my manager, who had to be at a show to hear it, <laughs> Was all of a sudden, um, you know, uh, converted. And so I have more faith in the authenticity of my own decision making. And, and I guess in that, I'm saying I have more faith in what my real job is with music. Music is mine. You know, music is, is whatever music is to me, it, it's mine. My job is connecting with music. You know, a teacher's job is connecting with education. Um, so when I when I make my decisions based on that, good things happen in in my in in the career that I need to happen so I can pay for this room and feed my kid and and make more art. <laughs> <laughs> and you do know, of course, in that book, you say you haven't read it yet. I, I think it'd be, probably be more interesting to read it at the ending, but there will be I mean, comments in there for people who will be complaining, saying, I can't believe I can only hear this once. You know, oh, there was, what do I, you say? I've received, I, I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't, and look, I reserve the choice to do whatever I want with this. I know that this is too much, too rewarding to choose anything else than this path with it. But I thought, like, I talked to one radio station and I said, you know, maybe after a certain amount of time, this tour or a year or before my next record full length comes out, I can play it on your station one time. We can talk about it. Or I thought about there's this museum in Boston that I, I'm a part of called the Far, uh, Farhoff Folk America Roots Hall of Fame. And it's connected to the Woody Guthrie Museum and the Bob Dylan Museum and the Bruce Springsteen Museum that's going to happen. And I thought, you know, I could, I would ha happily do an event there where I just play it once and talk about it, you know, to a small group. So there's fun things that can, can happen to it. And, and when someone complains to me, I, I, I had, I had one guy in Connecticut say, I'm just pissed right now that I can't listen. It's my favorite song you've ever done. And I say, <laughs> but would it be, but, but would it be if, it, if, you clicked on it on a, on a streaming platform and look, this song has a minute and a half before the vocal comes in. You know, it, it's a whole thing. It's about six minutes and 45 seconds. You might've, if, if I, if I said, Hey, here it is, it's out today. Click on this. And you're listening to that first minute and a half and you got a text message. You might not even finished it that day, you know, um, or the phone rang. Um, and is it your favorite song that I've done or, or did I create a moment where 
a new song of mine just had time to open that door of your heart we are like it goes back to that first thing we're being bombarded by so much content and so much information songs find our way to us and like like this record was bestowed upon me it was a moment where my heart and my mind had to listen to this adult you know and they transferred that passion of Joni Mitchell's clouds to me by by sharing by taking the time to talk about it and sit with me while we listened and we are often robbed of that in our in all this content going into this abyss 100,000 songs a day insane and so maybe i just created a situation where the door to your heart had to stay open for the time and when you do that with most music with a true intention behind it an authentic intention behind it which is a lot of music it's almost uh unavoidable that it would take perch there for an indefinite amount of time is it difficult for you to to not want to play it yes yeah <laughs> and no it's difficult it's difficult not to just like 100% i wish i could share it with you guys right now but i'm <laughs> i'm i'm it's a sociological experiment at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I would come back, look, we could talk about this. I'll come back on 12 months from now and see how this changed, you know? And I reserve the right to then, you know, this book fills up. What then? Maybe it's done. Maybe then I put it out, you know? I don't know. But I, I, I know the book has to fill up. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is the kind of thing that you could do again? Or do you think this is a one-time life that's a great question. And I'll say that I, I do have another song. Because look, this song, this particular song, it was lockdown time. And then the time then entered where we can be in the same room together with masks on. And so me and my longtime production partner, Dave Brophy, I said, look, I'm so messed up by this whole experience. I don't even know if I have it in me more, anymore. I don't even know if I know how to go into a studio. You know, this, we had all these feelings of like, that were really mixed up. And I said, let's just go into a studio. Let's go to a place we've never been to before and work with someone we've never worked with before. And I go, I have that song. You've heard me play that riff. I go, it's about this whole thing about Joni Mitchell and, and art being shared. And uh, I had this, this gentleman that I met, uh, John Evans, and he's the bass player for Tori Amos for the past 25 years and her music director. And I don't know if she has a music director, but her team, you know, and he's got a studio on Cape Cod. So I called him up. I said, I got one song and I just need to come in and see if I still know how to do any of this. And we recorded it and it turned into this huge thing. Uh, like, you know, six and a half minutes. I didn't know if it'd be three minutes or six. It just became what it is with the three of us masks on in the studio together. And it was more like a therapy thing where I, then I, had a mix of it, a rough mix. And I went and released and recorded other songs and put them out in 2022, in 2022. And I did some things with those songs where I put a song out in 2022 called Easy to Be Around, where I took the track two. If you go to Easy to Be Around on Spotify or, or Apple. Yes, yes, track and the two credits. Is Easy to Be Around credits. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. Like I just. And it, Thank you. And, I, and that was like the first thing I was like, everyone was like, wait, what are you going to, what? You know, and I sent it to distribution and they're like, all right, so this is, 
just the same song, but you're reading the credits of who's involved and where you recorded it and who mixed the mess. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I did nothing for the song, but it's got a pretty good amount of spin counts and a bunch of radio stations just picked it up because of the concept, you know, and some people started to talk about it just because of the concept of having the credits on there and the, and everyone involved felt great. Right. Like the bass player felt great. Um, and I was like, Oh, that it just like made me reinstilled. Oh, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to keep, we don't, why are we all doing the same thing? Why are we all rushing to the abyss and saying, click on it, please, please, please share this, please. I'm just going to do what I want. And, um, and after I released those songs and a Christmas song, I just went back and listened to this thing that I just kind of shelved in a way and pulled up to Dave's house one day and I said, you got to get in my car right now. <laughs> Remember the cover, cover of clouds? This thing's incredible. We, I can't believe we did this. And we just, it was like this thing that was just for us to get, feel like we were alive again. And so I went and just like finished the track and was stuck feeling like it would be inauthentic for me to just throw it for, for this particular song to throw it into the abyss. And since I came up with this concept and what I want to do with it, there's a couple other songs like that that have been sitting there on the shelf where I was like, oh yeah, that could be another one that I do this after this runs its course. Um, but there's also just something about the content of this song that works with the practice, you know, of, of, of having art bestowed to you and someone taking the time to sit with you. It, 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 it's a thread through the song. So it's a thread through the project as well. Other yeah. Cause I, time. yeah. Cause I can imagine like, I mean, eventually becoming known as like the $10 song guy who always has the, uh, the, the disc at his table there, there's, there's, probably pros to that but there's cons to becoming known as anything guy in in that kind of regard and that is where i've struggled with music my whole life like even in genre like my friend i sent who i sent easy to be around to he's a songwriter in nashville and he's just like you have this lovely disdain for genre <laughs> <laughs> and like i was on label and i you know when i would get to a major i got to a major label at one point like you have to choose are you rock are you indie are you folk are you acoustic singer songwriter i was like i i cannot do that and i cannot figure out the guy i want to be because i'm always using music to figure it out and if there's a a device or a genre or a sound or an instrument or, or a tone that helps me experience this life and figure it out in a way that AI can't or genre can't or the infrastructure of art business can't. I don't want to block myself off from that or create an audience that doesn't want to be along for that ride. So my audience is very small and very particular. You know, they're always like waiting for a record that, or the next thing that's going to be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's, you know. Or and then some people are like, "This is the thing I've always been waiting for you to make." Um, I look at, I look at art as a individual prescription, person to person, not as a a catch all. That's how I look at music. I, like, it would be weird for me to have a catch all of an audience that says, "All right, do that thing now." Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Brett and I uh, have created a graphic novel and 
our concept was, you know, we hire a, it's 200 pages. We've hired, hire a letterer, hire an artist, hire a colorist. By the time we're said and done, we're taking a bath in this thing. We're not making, losing great amount of money, but it doesn't matter. It's only about creating the best project we can. And if it's, if it's all that we ever do, that is the art we want to share and just making it pure and letting it be what it is. And, and so it kind of sounds very much that same concept of, of, you know, we're just going to let the art be as pure as it can be. And whatever comes from that comes from that. That's it. That's it. That's it. And we're always rob commerce robs the artists all the time because process is the only thing that matters. Process of the art is the is the is the realist high. The inception and the working and the creating. And then the finishing is important. And then what happens to so many musician allies and artist allies, they're making it and they have this euphoria in process during process and the making, right? And then it goes into market and commerce. And they expect the euphoria to be transferred automatically. or And it's just not. I mean, the greatest high is with the people in the room and the people you're making it with. And then you release, and for in, in particular with music, what you have that's tricky and why the music business is so unique is that you release this product. And you know, since the renaissance of recorded music, it then goes into the hands of others who then have their own process experience with it. And then you get a third chance with that where you then go into a room with them and you possibly play that piece of art that they've you've had a process with and they've had a process with and you have a third attempt at that whole making what you just said so with music you do it three times one you're not in control of the recorded reception uh but the the first one you're in control of it's all you and you're receiving it and then on that third one the live setting that ancient practice that's been with us for hundreds of hundreds of thousands of years the the original source you you get to create again um and sometimes you're doing it in a way you're like you do the song exactly as it is and you you create a, r a really similar line throughout in some like a, a neil young's case or a, um a pearl jam's case or something where it's like it's just um what it is in that moment and almost like the song is the recording is one thing and the live thing is another and you're doing it and so that's what I, I try to remember because too often the musical artists will kind of get their their souls crushed by the releasing of it and not being in control of whatever that is and that confused by why the euphoria isn't the same. Yeah, it's it's interesting because of course so many times, especially with, with albums, like you need to give them multiple listens. You need to go back and be able to to dig in. And like you said, mm -hmm. you know, you hit that fourth play and suddenly something connects with you so like how do you how do you kind of try to fight against that uh, against people not listening to it multiple times right um sometimes i have to let go uh and sometimes i mean i'm not that social media is is tough for me and, and for so many 
in some people, it's a, it's an art form that comes easy to them, communicating on it, right? I do think that when I go out and play shows, when I have a new album, uh, I have an opportunity to remind them to listen again and to spend time with the songs again. Uh, and so that 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 is a way to kind of trick a listener into saying, oh yeah, like that song just killed, that was killer live. It was so good. And they go back and, and then spend time with the album again. Um, but, but it is difficult. I, I had an album called National Throat that did very well for me. I released it with my own label and, and it was probably the most successful record on paper I had. And uh, one thing I did is I had the vinyl, out, the vinyl out for three months before the digital. This was in 2015 or 14. And uh, I felt like that did something that helped it for for like that 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 hardcore bass that they just had that to listen to for three months before is uh, uh, all on digital. I think there's one single and then the vinyl for, for three months, which is really impossible. And you have to be really patient to do now because vinyl pressings are so far behind. Um, and by the so by the time you get your your master to a vinyl pressing house, you have your master. And so you'd have to like forcibly sit on it for six months or something like that to get the vinyl out and then put that up for three months. So then you're nine months before you're putting out the digital. So you'd have to be really, um, have some self-control. But uh, it's, that's, that is the question. I don't, ha I don't have the perfect answer for you. And that is a portion of the pie as to why Cover of Clouds and the $10 song is, is happening right now. Because I'm trying to, again, I'm trying to do the job right. I'm trying to answer to what the real calling is. And, uh, and, always, and, and be on my toes, make adjustments as I go. Um, and that's why I also did the credits on Easy to Be Around. And why I have a certain, we, we tracked a new album that I hope to have out by next year uh, a couple weeks ago. We did, and I did it in a way where it's like we went into uh, a beautiful studio and I hired, I made sure I was the worst person in the room, hired the best people in town and everyone was in the same room looking at each other. And we tracked it like it was 1978. We're using computers and everything, but we were tracking it like we weren't. And instead of something like easy to be around where uh, the bass player was in California and we sent him the track and he did bass in California. Which is wonderful that we can do that. But we don't. If all, if, if all art is being made in isolation, we're we're also, um, you know, breaking some laws of of humanity. Uh, so with this new album, we're all in the same room, bumped up against each other, looking at each other, and all the music's happening in real time, live. You know, live. But you know, you we did it live, and the piano fixes something, the guitar fixes something, like you would would have done before I made records. Uh, so um, I guess I'm always trying to just instill these practices, but you're right. It's, you can't force it on people. Do you then, do you then like kind of sometimes feel yourself going down that path that is so well beaten and, and have to pull yourself back and say like, no, no, I want to, I want to like forge my own path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys know it's, it's like you have a vision for things and there's always life and stuff and expediency. 
trying to pull you that that can pull you away you know there's personal emergencies that the, the things you might even think with like your artistic integrity and process are are one thing to to keep uh true but then there's just actual life right like you're working on a passion project exactly what you were the graphic novel and how many times does life interrupt that just basic life um and it's taken seven to... years. It's taken seven years to make. Put it that way. Right. Seven years right. to make. And we still right. went through with it, completed it. And, and there's no difference between seven minutes and seven years when it comes to your the ethics you 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 said you instilled in that. Right. Um, there's no difference. Um, and some things take seven minutes, some things take seven years. Uh and then and then I guess. You know, t- t- Brett, like what you were asking is, if I fall off the path or I'm pulled off the path, you just forgive yourself. You're 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 human, or um, you know, there's many times live where it's like, ah, I was not in that song. I did not do it justice tonight. I did not find it. I did not instill in it and it, its truth tonight. And then the next song you did, you know. Um, that's what's so falling off and on is sometimes the best part. You know, if, if you, if you only stayed on the horse, you'd forget how to walk, you know, and get back up and your ass would hurt. So <laughs> yeah, I heard somebody say once, it's not whether or not you fall down, it's whether or not you get back up how many times, right? I mean, that's the thing, right? So right. it is, it is about that. It is not, right. well, I think Rocky, back up what was it Rocky fun. said it? It's not whether or not you're gonna you're gonna get hit in life. It's not whether or not you're gonna get hit. It's how many times you can get hit. Keep moving forward. Rocky Balboa. There you go. <laughs> right, and that, I think that was in the worst Rocky. Right, that was like yeah, one of the best lines in the worst, <laughs> the so worst good Rocky. Book. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it, that says a lot. Like one of the best lines in Rocky is in one of the worst Rockies. Um, true. That's how important it is to just keep going and keep making things. And and not for and not for the results, uh, you know. I'm always getting bombarded and tripped in my ear and lectured about what I need to do with TikTok right now. And granted, if I decided to design my life around a platform like TikTok, sure, something cool would would, would inevitably happen. You know, I'd have and, and and to your point, I'd have a million followers on TikTok for doing this one thing. Right. Like uh, I was doing these guitar riffs for fun where I had this like camera inside my guitar. And uh, some of them are on my Instagram or TikTok, which I don't even look at my TikTok that much. But if I became the guitar guy with a camera inside, I would not be the artist I'm supposed to be. Right. And it's like, well, you'd have a million followers. But doing what? I have friends who have a million followers but can't get 10 people to a show for whatever it is they do online, you know? Um, and I've been doing this so long now. The I've had friends who've made it in 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 digital moments, whether it be MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and now TikTok, who once those things lose their favor or lose their epic their their efficiency to to uplift an artist sometimes quite often their uh 
void of, of their identity or of their draw, you know, in, in, in the business. Um, I'm just going the, the <laughs> I've always been going the long way around of, of getting one fan at a time, you know, going into a room, opening up for somebody or a town and playing my show or spending a wonderful time like this on a podcast. And if one person hears this and then goes and listens to my music, be like, I've been looking for this kind of thing for a long time. That's my way. This, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you know, I mean that that's our goal too. Is that is that like you know we love music. We love bringing music out there. And yes, if one person, if ten people, it doesn't matter, choose to go and listen to this, and then in tune, in turn, listen to your music. We've won. We're successful. Exactly. Exactly. And. This always happens. I was I was playing. I, I went to do some warm up gigs at my friend's bar in, uh, that he has, and he doesn't have often have music there. I'm like, can I just come down before I go and play an hour and a half a night and just play an hour in your bar uh, once a week leading up to this tour? I said sure. And this woman uh, came up to me afterwards, and she n- knew who I was, and said, I was so excited for your show in town, and you know, I just. I, I really hope this is the year for you and you blow up and I just want more people to know of you. And I, and this is five, 10 years ago, that would have made me feel less. It would have made me feel like I'm not doing a good enough job or I'm not enough or she's saying I'm only good as however many people like me. To which I then, something sw- switched in my synapses and I realized Oh, that's not about me. That's about her. And I had to say, look, and I, I, and this is what I do for everyone now. So if you, you guys do it to me, I'll take your hand in my hand <laughs> and look you straight in the eye and say, I want you to know that you're enough and that you're everything if you feel that way. And you're exactly who I was hoping for when I'm making something in this moment with you caring that much to be here and share how much it means to you is all I'll ever need. And that needs to be true for all of us with our experiences with each other. And it goes back to what you're saying about AI. That's kind of what I hope some of our progress can free us up to remember that we're all enough for each other. Um, so I kind of now love when people say that to me because it's an opportunity to, to remind them of also what I need to remind myself in like this $10 song project will only be heard by, let's say 500 people, maybe a thousand people from something magical, 1500, 2000 people hear this song. They're enough. I'm enough. And this song is enough. You know? No, no I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it's fascinating. And I, and I just, you know, what do like, when you think about it like that, it, it's it is truly in, interesting because, as a society, we've been told that the bigger is always the goal, right. and that enough is only enough when you get there. Right, and we are connected for collective. Ex- we are wired for collective experiences, and once we had radio, television, film, and 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 recorded music, we started to have 
nationally, globally connected moments, right? And that's wonderful. But if we don't lose sight of why that wiring, we, have, we can't lose sight of why that wiring is in us. It was for the fire pit with the woolly mammoth and the, the, the caveman who like laid down that sick beat on sticks and rocks. And then everyone started chanting along to it. That is why we're wired that way. And the next fire 200 miles away had a different collective experience that meant just as much and was just as important. Uh, we're all coming out of a renaissance of uh, content connectivity. You know, uh, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, rock and roll, hip hop. These things were globally connected to that wiring that's been in us for hundreds of thousands of years. And we can't, as wonderful as that is, we can't uh, let it rob us from the, the thing that's right in front of us. Good enough. I'm smart enough and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is it. <laughs> oh, well, this well, has been fascinating. Thank yeah, you so much. It's yeah. been awesome. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, there's a couple of things here. We're going to give you a chance to uh, to tell everybody how they can keep up with you and where to find you, and and everything. But you you got a promise to come back on after the tour is over, so that we can talk about everything. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, question for you guys: Okay, hundred thousand songs came out in the world today across all the platforms. If I give you the opportunity to listen to any one of them including this, what would you choose now after having this conversation? Would you choose like whatever your, if your favorite band dropped a new track, you know, or would you say, well, I'll listen to that once right now. If I, if I could show up at your door. Oh, I would show up at your door. I'd be at your door. Oh, that's definitely. To your song. Yep. <laughs> I would I would show up at your door just to hear it that one time. Yep. Because I'm, I'm fascinated, but, uh, and we deserve that. Know, we deserve that feeling, right? Yeah. Yep. And it won't matter what the, if the songs like you're saying, Morton, like it wouldn't matter what the song is anymore. You would just listen for it being it. Yeah, and there's and there's almost a you know a great sense. I think I think if if you know going in that this is probably your only chance to hear the song, it's it's like for me as a as a music you know person who loves listening to music mm -hmm. it's just like it's just like oh well that's that's new i i want that i i need yeah i need that I, i'll take that it's only one time just because i'm like oh i really want to hear that so as long yeah. as i know i can lose myself in the music at that time yeah that i can listen to it without distractions and that's what i would want right mm -hmm. right and that's why i try to create it each like like i said the dive year club was more difficult i was like you guys should go outside and sit in the street and listen. And some people <laughs> were able to, and then there was like bigger venues where people could go in a corner and just have moments. So, and that worked best, but, uh, what them outside with it? They could run off. <laughs> well, I have to have, I, no, the, the headphones were stolen in New York. I brought my nice studio headphones. Oh. I just had faith in humanity <laughs> and, they, and they were stolen. Cause it was like a, it was a, like a crazy club, New York. And just like, just, just a little too much. Um, I learned my lesson uh, to yeah. not be so. Don't have faith in humanity. That's, that's <laughs> your mistake there. <laughs> well, 
thank you guys so much. Uh, I guess I guess if I had to say uh, where to find me, um, you can find me in person if you go to willdaily.com and look at where I'm playing. That's W-I-L-L-D-A-I-L-E-Y. You just got to put all the vowels in daily. Um, but I'm on I'm on Instagram the most probably as far as like interact interacting with people. Um, and that's Will Daily Official on Instagram. Uh, but I have, you know, Facebook and Twitter and I have TikTok. I just don't, I'm not on there much. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I hope to be in whatever part of the world you're in one day. We'd love that, you know, so the, the, then, or, or we just have to come to your house to hear the song. <laughs> it's, it's exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how far you are from Madison or Milwaukee, but. That's a um, heck of a walk, put it that way. That's yeah, a big yeah. walk. That's a big walk. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in. Uh, you know, uh, North Dakota in in a couple of weeks. But uh, but I don't think you are. <laughs> no, no. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where where I go with this song after about six or six or eight months with it out there. We'll see. Well, uh, the book fills up. Happens. You know, I've no. That's a big question mark. Once the book is full. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah. you got to come on. You gotta you gotta tell us how it went, and you've got to share some stuff from the book. Let's just let's just do one quote. Right? I'm just gonna open okay. up to a random page. All right. This is on four twenty twenty three. Thank you for this journey and experience. I love the concept. I love the production, the playing, the lyrics, the trip. I'm glad this is special. Well done all around. I'm already excited for the next listen. Thanks again, Bobby, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Awesome, perfect. That's it. That sums it up. Yeah. Sums it up. You know, well, except for the next listen part. There he screwed. But no. <laughs> no unless they start well, following well, you around on tour. <laughs> right. I go outside after this and Bobby's at the front door. Hi, can I have the next listen now? Yeah. <laughs> Not how it works, Bobby. Yeah. It it plays the music on its discman. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, well, this has been an absolute treat for us. So, uh, thank you too. so much. And and thank you. And yes, you're you're coming back on the show. So, uh, so, but I will wish you nothing but the best to, um, for right now because uh, you're yeah, an amazing. Yeah, no, I just performer. wish everybody hears your music. You know, yeah. uh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I I just want this to be the year that you explode. <laughs> yeah, that's really what I'm hoping here. And, and not physically, but like, but you know. Morton, yeah. Brett, I want you guys to know that you are enough. Oh, good. You, know, you feeling that way is all I need and all you need and all the music needs. Uh, well, this has been a great therapy session, you guys. Our time awesome. is up for now. I'll see you next week. <laughs> but don't Thank forget, you, send, me, send me those lyrics. I will. I absolutely will. Awesome. Thanks so much. Will Daly, everybody, everybody listen to it. Everybody do it now. Yes. Go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. Bye for now. Holding up the walls.
Will Daly. 